everyone, and welcome to Talk of Fame podcast with your host, Kai Montini. And today on the Talk of Fame podcast, we have Lydia Alsi, who's a British YouTuber, campaigner, and a member of the D-Day Juniors. She presented on radio stations, including Bull Radio before. Leaving in early 2022, she was on It V News in July 2020. And after talk about her anti-bullying work, she now advocates for anti-bullying and mental health, as well as doing her hobby, which she now announced on YouTube. Uh, and uh, her other media work aside, working towards her, her aspirations. And like, welcome to Olivia to the show. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Do you know how like before we started, it was it, we were talking about rain and everything. Yeah. It's literally. I don't know if you can hear it at like at, at my end, but it literally just started pouring. I'm at, at where I am right now. Oh, it must have heard us. I know, right? You must have heard. Like, once I heard, like, once it started when I was doing the intro, I was like, are you, is this crazy right now? Like, I don't think rainy was even in the weather today, honestly. I don't think it was even, like, in the forecast. Yeah, sometimes the weather just changes. Like, sometimes it'll be, like, really sunny here in the UK, and then it'll be just pouring with rain the next day, and you'll be, like, looking outside. It was was sunniest day. Hailstones today. Where's that come from? Right? And, like, you just started like doing YouTube at the age of 12. Like when you first started out like, as a YouTuber, like were you embarrassed or like scared to tell people that you were a YouTuber or, or were you like, okay, I'm a YouTuber. That's the best thing to roll and you're just telling everyone. I mean, that is a good question. I mean, when I started YouTube, I was in, in this country, I was in year seven, which I don't know what grade that is in your country, <laughs> but it's like 12, 11, 12 is the age range of year seven. And at first, I didn't really tell people because I've um, obviously been bullied before. So I just thought, you know, I'll keep it a little bit of a secret. And then people obviously found it and people were like, some people were accepting of it. I would say some people were like, oh, that's great. You do YouTube. That's cool. And they were giving me ideas. But some people weren't that happy about it and started like, but started like being rude. But other than that, they were, I think most people were quite accepting, but I kept it on the lower bit. And then till I got like a little bit more confident on the camera and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. like it's things like the way like people just being negative in terms of what you do like that's how it is me for me as well because like some people will be really happy for me that I'm doing this and the other end there's like people being really negative about it it's mm, like I think what you do is amazing right and like I just like don't know why people have to be so negative about what we're passionate about is my question is that like why do people have to be so negative about like what we're doing in life like it's like kind of like me saying to you like why the heck do you do YouTube for example you know Mm, yeah yeah. it's like it seems like people like kind of have to be like that yeah it just doesn't make any sense I mean I I think what you're doing is amazing so keep up the good work you're doing amazing you too like I really like your work though like everything you're doing like you started like everything at 12 years old like before I did I started everything at 14 years old and it's like Dude, like, I'm just like, I applaud you for everything because, like, you start at 12 years old, and not a lot of people like do things at such a young age. And, um, it's just amazing that you're just doing this already. Like, it's you're 18, and like, you're doing this for I think you said five years, right? Yeah, yeah, five years, yeah. And it's just like, I like, I think like you're doing amazing things, like, especially with being so young, like. Like, it's very much rare to see people at such a young age doing amazing things. Thank you very much. <laughs> that means a lot. 
course. And like when you first started out, like what ta- like what content did you kind of create when you first started? So when I first started my channel, I have two channels now. I've obviously diversified into two channels. When I started, I just had the one channel and it started out as just a drawing video. I didn't really show my face a lot. I was kind of like discreet what the identity was. Um, so it was if my channel is called now Lydia, right? but it was called Lydia Salty's Drawings, which obviously I changed it as I got older because it's kind of I thought it was kind of like it needs a bit of a mix up, you know. Um, mm. But when I was younger, it was um, just drawing videos, you know, showing my talent of drawing, which I don't have anymore, sadly. So, yeah, it started off as that. Ooh, like drawing videos. Like, did you have like, a passion for drawing? Like, like for me, when I, was little- young, I love drawing. That's like, the only thing I did. When I was little, I liked drawing, but I just, I feel like I lost talent for it after year seven. I was like, because we take GCSEs, which like high school exams in this country, which most countries do. And I was like, nah, I don't want to take art. No, <laughs> just not going to so stick drawing. Kind of like switch from artistic and drawing times to like, nah. Yeah, yeah. It just changed a little bit. Yeah. And like, what type of like family friendly challenges do you typically post? Like, like do you like do all these like fun challenges like crazy, or is it kind of like low key challenges where people can like be safe at the same time? I mean, I I I mean, I used to do like quite a lot of like pranks on my younger brother, who's obviously uh, twelve now, so he doesn't he doesn't really like that kind of stuff anymore. Um, but I used to do quite a lot of pranks. They were like, you know, like scaring my brother, that kind of stuff. Um, then when he grew out of that, I didn't want to do that anymore. Um, I've moved on to like vlogs and stuff like that, which is just vlogging daily life, you know. Uh, just not every day, but occasionally when I go out places, I'll go and vlog like I don't know the beach or something. Um, but yeah. Um, basically what it what I did do with the challenges was I did stuff like you know bottle flip challenges sort of like low-key challenges didn't really do stuff like you know up there with with um you know really dangerous challenges and more like family friendly little challenges I think over lockdown we did a um was like a homemade olympics challenge that was a really fun challenge (laughs) Yeah, like I feel like the like when the um pandemic happened, I feel like we like I noticed that we've done a lot of pranks on each other since doing second home. Like, did you yeah. like, take advantage of that? Like when like the pandemic started, like on doing pranks on your family. I mean, yeah, I mean, I took advantage of it because my brother was quite young over lockdown, so I was like, <laughs> time to rip up his schoolwork. <laughs> like did you have actually rip up his schoolwork or did you <laughs> I ripped up his homework not his schoolwork I didn't go that cruel <laughs> like I would actually do the exact same thing at the prank I'd be like sneak into his room grab his things and make sweet like do things put on his bed pretend like the dog ate it like you know it's yeah. super that you'll probably it's like very good at do young kids since they're so young but it's very, very hard to actually do people that are, like, older in, like, high school, middle school. Like, basically, yeah. like, if you do it with people in high school, or, like, as an adult, like, you, they'll figure it out. Like, okay, well, Lydia did this to me, not the dog. <laughs> yeah, they get, he get he, the pranks don't really work on him anymore. He's, there's so many of them, he's like, I know this is a prank. <laughs> I love how you can, like, figure it out already since he's, like, got a million times. I just like how you just, like, already figure it out. Yeah, he only figured it out, like, when he hit 10. He was like, no, I figured it out. Now it's you all the time. 
<laughs> like, did you did he ever like prank you at the end of the day? Since he keep pranking him, or is it kind of like I'm no, I'm just like, yo, just keep getting worse if I do it a tour. I mean, he did the ignoring prank on me, ignored me for an entire day and just didn't speak to me at all. I was like, Harry, could I have the can I have the you know remote control? He's like, Do you hear something? I was like, No, it's me. <laughs> That's literally something I would do though. Since like I literally, as growing up, I would literally try to ignore my family for a day, and it wouldn't work because I hate not talking to my family. They'd be like, "Where I see you there? Don't ignore me." Yeah, they're like, "Why not speaking?" I'm like, "Hmm, I don't know." <laughs> like, I would just give it up. Like. I like mm. I just like I'm a, such a bad liar and a bad person like I'm just like whenever I lie don't speak I'm like I can't take it anymore like this is bad <laughs> but like yeah like since like you're living in the UK like do you like the royal family are you a fan yes I um I do quite a lot of stuff about the royal family I have um that should bring me on to the next thing I obviously I said earlier I diversified into another channel I've got Lydia Ray and Royal Reporter Lydia so I do do a lot of reporting on the royal family in the country so yeah oh my gosh that's amazing like for me like I literally am the biggest royal family fan that like my mom literally bought me a Queen Elizabeth Bob I had a couple years ago and she went to England and I like I was literally woke up early in the morning watched Charles Coronation it was amazing (laughs) I know it was amazing like would you rather Camila or um Diana as queen I want to ask you I mean I obviously wasn't I was obviously I don't think any of us were like born when she you know sadly passed away and when she was actually married to Charles so all I've ever known is King Charles and Queen Camilla being married I don't know anything anything different I mean I think Diana if she was alive she would have been an absolutely incredible queen uh but sadly it didn't really you know sadly she passed away and yeah I mean I don't know. I mean, I like them both in their different ways. There's some things I don't like about some of them. I mean, I can't really comment about, about Diana because obviously none of us were, you know, <laughs> around when she, you know, sadly died. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I would have to say, I don't know. I mean, I like them both the same, to be honest. I mean, I work for a charity that supports Princess Diana, but I also respect Camilla because she works really hard. So that's a really h- hard question to <laughs> sort yeah. of differentiate between the two. Yeah, like, I feel like, I know, like, a lot of people, like, wish, like, after Queen Elizabeth passed away, it would skip over Charles and go to William. Mm. And, like, I honestly kind of thought that, like, oh, it'll probably be better to go straight to William because of Charles's age, like, he's getting older. But I know mm. with Charles, like, he's been waiting to be, ki- be king since he was very young. So I'm like, yeah. I, first, I'm like, I want him to be king, but the other side, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of different. I mean, he is, what, he's seven in his 70s now. So people obviously were like, well, he's older now, he's gonna be under a lot of stress. And he's like, but at the same time, I feel feel like he should get his time to be king because he's been waiting since like the day he was born. So he's obviously been destined to be king. And I mean, he's an incredible king. He's done a lot for this country charity wise. He has a lot for nature. I feel like he's going to change the way the royal family works because he's sort of like, you know, sorry, excuse me. Sorry about that. So yeah, um, no, yeah, he does a lot for our country. He does a lot of nature stuff and, you know, 
love i think he'll change the monarchy i think he'll be like promoting more nature stuff which i think is quite good Mm, definitely it's like it's like i feel like charles's work is kind of like similar to kind of harry's work he does like when he was in the royal family and after the royal family yeah i feel i feel like i feel i one thing i would do miss about prince harry is when he did the invictus games i thought that was amazing oh yeah that like the videos and stuff he did like when he was part of the royal family was actually hilarious and like i don't know if you've seen this but there's like a video of like it's not part of the game so there's like a video of harry and william running and running in a race with people around them and like i have to find that video but it's like it's both of them running for a race and i'm like oh my god like that literally reminds me of the race diana on harry day when uh harry was young and basically diana diana was wearing a dress and basically ran even though she he wasn't she couldn't and ran because she was her son wanted her to do it yeah i mean she was an incredible mother she was to her children so she'd do anything she walked barefoot yeah she'll like she'll literally do anything besides her having a title and being married to the next king or queen of the uk like she literally has like the sweetest heart of gold you'll ever see yeah she did a lot for the community and i think I think as much as, um, you know, people were like, you, you know, we're looking at um, King Charles, who's now King Charles a lot, uh, because, you know, he went he went away on ships, you know, Diana stayed with the children. But now it's obviously, you know, sad that Diana's not here anymore. Um, I feel like Camilla is also trying to, you know, be that, um, that um, wife <laughs> who is going out and she's always really supportive. I see her always, she's such a, I feel like she's such a lovely woman because, she does respect her role. She does do quite a lot with King Charles. She does, you know, she does do a lot for the people. She's never talking about herself. She's always talking about other people. She's opened a book club in this country for children that, like, you know, disadvantaged. So I think I feel like she's she's also got, you know, heart of gold. People have obviously warmed up to her quite a lot, which I'm actually glad about because, you know, she deserves respect. She's an amazing woman. So, yeah. Right, right. And, like, I just feel like a lot of people are hating on her for things mm. she didn't do. I feel like yeah. people think like, oh, like she's a bad person. She took um Charles away from Diana, blah, blah, blah. And like it's technically, from my perspective, not her fault. It was Charles' decision. And Charles made bad mistakes when his relationship with Diana. But mm. in the end, people do make mistakes. And technically, it's really not Camila's fault in the whole end of their marriage. It really was up to Charles and the way he wanted to save his marriage and leave it. Mm, yeah, I mean, obviously they divorced and then, you know, obviously that was very sad. I mean, obviously I wasn't here when that happened, but, you know, I've always, I've always looked up to Camilla. I've always looked up to Diana. I mean, I love them both the same. I think they're both amazing people. Mm, they definitely are. And, like, who's, like, your favourite, like, royal family member, whether they're, like, live or passed away? I, I mean... Know. I think my most favourite still has to be the late Queen. Like, I feel like she was just an icon. She was incredible. She did so much work. I mean, I know a couple of my friends went, you know, watch her platinum jubilee. I mean, she just was the most respectful. She was also so many other people have met her. She was really lovely. And obviously, King Charles is like, obviously, her uh, son. So he's obviously really kind, really loving. And um, I feel like my second favourite has to be Prince Louis. He's just got oh, that character. He's just right? got that character. Like, he literally, like, I literally, like, dear Alec, it was Kate and the whole family around these games. I just love how his whole personality was at the game. 
And like the mom yeah. scene, by the way, my favorites have to be Queen Elizabeth. I can tell people can probably tell my favorite is Queen Elizabeth based off the Bobblehead story a bit ago that I talked yeah. about. And my other will probably be Princess Diana or Princess Kate. Because like they're yeah. just all like amazing and uh, they're all like so sweet and kind and all lovely. And like I in fun fact, my mom literally promised me to take me to the UK before Queen Elizabeth died. And mm. just okay, and that never happened. So like, mm. like I went to the UK to visit like when Queen was alive, but you know, things happen for yeah. me, you know what I mean? But still, like it's not about visiting when the queen's there it's all about like living her legacy and um yeah you just did like amazing things as queen through like all 90 years of life like she wasn't designed to be even queen like she wasn't supposed to be queen but then Mm. once her uncle like kind of resigned her dad with the throne and then like it was all like history you know history and she was like probably the youngest queen ever in the uk and all yeah. of her, she was like the youngest queen. I like, I think like, how, like how old was she? Like she like nineteen or something, early twenties. I forget. She was nineteen. Very, I think she was either nineteen or twenty one. Is I think I'm trying to yeah, remember. Late tens, early twenties. I know. Mm. But like, are, like was like trooping the color this morning. Yes, that was trooping the color. Uh, today was uh, the celebration of the in the November is a terrible month to do anything because it just rains and snows and well, it doesn't snow but it sleets. Uh, so we base it in this country as a tradition where uh, if the monarch's birthday is in a winter month, um, they celebrate it in June and obviously the Queen had hers in June because her birthday was in April and you can't really do it in April in this country because it's the weather's just disgusting. So uh, it's always been in June and um, people are thinking that this might be the last troop in the colour because the next two monarchs, Prince William, next two heirs, Prince William and his son, Prince George, both have July and June birthdays. So I think this will be one of the last troop in the colours, which will be really sad because it is a good celebration. Whether they'll turn it into something else maybe in June for George, I don't know. But we'll probably be, you know, 90, 80 years old by then. So Yeah. Like I'm sure like they'll do something in, t- in terms of Trooping the Color for William George and uh Lewis, since they're all like next in line to the throne and Charlotte. Like I'm like I'm been dying to actually Char- see Charlotte be queen. I don't think it's ever gonna happen. But it's like mm. I'm like kind of dying to see her as queen now. Yeah, she's very she's very uh, I don't know what she is. She's just especially on the balconies I don't know if you saw any of the pictures she just she just knows how to act she's always like I mean I think I think um personally uh, little George who's turning 10 in July he is incredible he was incredibly nervous or he was very good at the coronation I feel like he's got more confident I don't know if you've seen any of the videos but I feel like he's got more involved in stuff he's got more confident uh they've recently just changed school the children so I feel like as he's got George has gone up the years in school. I feel like it's given him a lot of independence. I think that's quite good, especially as he is the you know heir to the throne. Yeah, right. And like, there's like a video from like the Queen's funeral with Charlotte and George. I remember seeing a video of Charlotte slapping George's hand and be like, "Bow, you have to bow." And like she yeah. says about that and I was like oh my god she's like so confident knows what she's doing and like she's like kind of like bossing 
like to her older brother, even though he probably knows what's what to do. Yeah, she is. Com- she is completely like the boss, <laughs> right? Like, it, I feel like she just gets that from Kate. Like, Kate is like knows what she's doing as well. Like, she's honestly has the biggest heart in the world. Like, she's so pretty and amazing. That's like, I feel like she like got it all from Kate from some reason I feel like she always got it from Kate yeah I mean I feel like yeah I mean she copied I mean Princess Charlotte apparently copies Princess Kate um in all of her you know uh outfits and stuff like that so I feel like that is one of her idols Mm, definitely and like I wanted to switch over to like Lydia Entertainment like what can you tell us more about like that and why you started that so Lydia Ray Entertainment was obviously started as an entertainment business. It's a very small uh, little uh, entertainment business. It takes a couple of YouTubers, vloggers, models, that, that kind of stuff. I would take a couple of gamers, sorry, it's a fly. It takes a couple of gamers as well. Um, it was started up by um, me and a couple of other people, a little team. And it was basically as an aim, because I obviously was an anti-bullying ambassador, I wanted to help other people. That's generally what I want to do. It's like a future career. It's people, um, you know, as well as doing radios, like hobbies and stuff like that. I wanted to help other people, perhaps like work in the NHS or something like that. But um, for me, I wanted to help. I wanted to start my helping other people with doing something. I was another thing I was passionate about. And another thing I'm passionate about is, you know, helping people create content, stuff like that for whether they do it as a hobby, because obviously I do it as a hobby, but other people do it as jobs. So I said, well, I do it as a hobby, but I can help you with your job if you want. Um, But yeah, I've had a couple of people come up that, you know, we've had some opportunities where they've got to promote books and, you know, got paid opportunities. So I think I think that was the main thing, just to help people have those like a little taste of what, you know, they can get in this industry, but not, you know, it's not like a sub for sub, you know, all that stuff where you try and like, grow people's channels like that it's not really that it's more to give people an insight into the industry let them have opportunities just give them something to like you know base what they want to do on and just you know generally just help people right that's literally awesome like that you like you and your friends started that like I know like with the world today it's really really much needed for people that are starting out entertainment to kind of really promote their business and really kind of show their craft even though it might be like a paid or non-paid thing I think it's like very important to kind of like really show like your craft and what you do no matter if you're a teen a kid or adult like it's very important to actually start something like this so you can really show your craft and start things from um from really basically start things that are much smaller than you expected yeah I mean I didn't want it to be like one because I've been I've been part of a couple of entertainment businesses before and I feel like they're all I feel like personally because you know I'm part of agency stuff like that and the agency I'm part of at the moment is absolutely incredible but there have been agencies in the past that I've been with uh, that aren't that very good they're all about looks all about this all about that and it's just it's sort of like confiding people to look perfect to get you don't have to look perfect to you know have to be in an industry which is already competitive you're making more com- competition by just slimming out the people that look the same why would you want people to look the same you want to go into an industry yeah. with people with lots of different abilities whether di- they have a disability or a facial difference you want people to go into that industry and you want you want people that are different because i feel like when i see someone on the te- television obviously i'm not going into the television industry but some people do go into the television industry and they say well i can't do it because i have this well you can bring it to the table. People should be, I mean, I, I love watching shows where it's just, 
different people with different abilities. It makes the show more interesting. And the way all these people have just slapped makeup on their face and saying, hi, my name is, you know, I don't know what their name is, but they could just be called wherever yeah. they want and in the show. And it's really boring, you know? And that's why I also wanted to help bring in people that, you know, felt like they were getting rejected by these, you know, entertainment businesses because they didn't look the part or they weren't perfect or they had you know, a disability and wants to bring people in to, into this entertainment industry. And although mine is not a massive thing, they're not going to get a BBC deal, but they will get like a little bit of a taste of what it's like and make them feel more confident as well because it's sort of like a supportive business. So mm-hmm. yeah, that is so much needed because like when like with especially entertainment, like people get so much objection that they literally like stop doing what they're doing because of how many notes they're getting. And that's why we we need more things like really entertainment because like we need more things to actually take people in when they're actually getting no's all the time and they need more yeses and actually no's because like when they get yeses they get more confidence in themselves and in their craft. Yeah, I I feel like that because you need encouragement because um you know people all the time you know they go through phases in life they go well I can't do this I can't do that well if you can't do it and you don't do it how do you know you can do it so I always like people don't need to have like a resume to come into mine or you know it's all just about like accepting people you know all they have to do is write a line into the email and just say you know I want this I would like this I'd like some experience you know can we you know and I'm, all, and I'm always opening the door as long as you know they're they're, they're, they're nice people yeah yeah like it's like it's always good to take the risk you do not know if you're gonna get it until you try the worst thing you can get yeah. is a no like it's okay to get a no at least like the most important thing you took away out of that thing is at least you tried and reached out you know yeah yeah I've done that a number of times got loads of no's and I'm actually glad I got no's because then I've just ended up with something I actually prefer better so yeah I'm the same way like I'm like I send like millions of emails I got millions of no's but I'm like this is what life looks like doesn't it like like it does like if you get no's and it's like turns out for the better I feel yeah that's definitely true yeah and, like, do you just cover, like, entertainment things in Lydia Entertainment or do you cover, like, um, sports, uh, royal family, etc.? So, um, it obviously started out as just my channel, my younger brother's channel. Obviously, he's, um, you know, 12 going on 13, so he's more, like, on the side of he's more into, like, musical instruments, that kind of stuff. So he might go away from YouTube or he might or he might not. I don't know. That's up to him. Um, no, but basically, it started off with just my, me and my little brother. It's obviously diversified into a couple of other people. We've got actors, we've got a couple of people that come in uh, for like gaming. Uh, we've got an adult department run by a couple of people. And obviously, we've got the royal department, which obviously helps, re- you know, record all of the stuff that I do. Uh, because obviously I can't do everything because the royal family are all out everywhere and I'm sometimes in school and I'm like <laughs> I can't do that but no um but no yeah it just it just a couple of those you know, things and it's sort of like got it's not massive but it's it's got like a, a small amount of people in it in different departments so that's quite cool right and like I feel like the biggest news that are uh, that you cover is basically comes out when you're in school or you're out or something you always come yeah. out with like I came back from school oh yeah like it like makes it so much better if you're home and you can just cover it immediately like type into some things and post it yeah I I think most of this happens when you're not home or you're busy 
Yeah, that 100% happened when it was William and Kate's, um, you know, 10th anniversary. I came home, there was a really lovely video of the family. I was like, that was posted four and a half hours ago. I was the last person, literally one of the last people in my group chat to see. I was like, that was great. <laughs> and like, how did you like, become a member of like the D-Day Juniors? Um, yeah, so basically, uh, with the jun- with the D-Day Juniors, obviously I was like a massive fan of them because um, they went on this talent show. Obviously, I don't know if in America you've heard of uh, America's Got Talent. Yeah. Basically, in the UK, we have something called Britain's Got Talent, although a lot of Americans come on here, which is really cool. And then obviously a lot of British people go on to that show, so it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So it's like a mix-up. Um, but no, they were on that show and, um, obviously I've been, um, you know, a fan of their older counterparts, which are the D-Day darlings. Um, they're actually incredible. So it's like a wartime troupe, which basically honor the people that, you know, fought for our freedom, fought for the things we have today. And, um, basically I just got an email and they said, would you like to help out with, you know, be a social media junior? And I said, wow, that'd be actually be incredible. So I took the opportunity and now I'm part of their group doing all their social stuff. So it's really cool. Ooh, that's actually amazing. Like, to do like their social media stuff and to add it to your resume and for future experiences, like to work with that something big that's do social media. But social media, like if you do make content for a living, yeah, it's like kind of like easy pe- easy peasy. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> and like you advocate for anti-bullying and mental health. Like, do like did you ever like suffer from bullying and mental health? Well, you're 18 years. Uh, so obviously I had, obviously I did like, I'm obviously an advocate for anti-bullying. Uh, when I was, um, when I was 10, 11 years old, I got bullied in uh, school for like, you know, the way I look, all, all that kind of stuff. And people would like not be friends and like, leave me out of like all the stuff that they did at school, like games. And obviously in secondary school, they just left me outside, like making me pages of me when it got on social media. Uh, mental health I haven't really had any mental health sort of problems myself but I have had a couple of friends that have had mental health um, issues and I've seen how much it affects them and I wanted to advocate for it because mental health is really important and you know if you don't have met you know you need to support people with mental health because mental health is just as important as physical health so you're exactly right like mental health and bullying don't be take oftentimes taken seriously as it should be. Like for me, I've dealt with bullying and mental health things all my life. I dealt with anxiety and depression growing up. And like even like when you see your friends dealing with that, like you just feel awful and don't know what to do. And like all mm. you can do is really be there for them, like when they're going through that. And like mm. like to me, sometimes you just feel like, oh, what am I what can I do to help them? or help other people are doing it and like to really advocate for people around the world not just in UK is really much important I feel like we need more people to actually advocate for that because it's yeah. such an important matter that people should talk about more yeah I agree definitely something we should talk about I feel like schools also need to support more as well there's not really that basis that we can actually do that yeah there's something to think under the carpet but it really doesn't do that Definitely. And like, I want to thank you so much, Lydia, for coming on the podcast. I'm sure a, it's been a pleasure. Listening, um, took a, like, definitely took advantage of this episode and learning more about the UK and the royal family and everything you're doing. Like, your work that you're doing is so important. And I really applaud you for doing all this work you're doing. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. And I'll see you, everyone, next episode of the podcast. Thank you so much, Lydia.
Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day, Lydia. You too. Thank you very much for your time. It's been amazing. Of course. Have a great rest of your day. You're amazing.